tag at ValleyOakAppliance.com. ValleyOakAppliance.com. Money 1055. Views expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this station, its owners, staff, or management. The following program is sponsored by Simply Great Lives. Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Hey, welcome to the Impact Hour. I'm John, and with me today is Raul. Uh, we have been coaches for a while now, and we're here to help you make your life better and to get more of what you want. And today we are talking about leadership. A lot of times we want to be leaders. We want to have influence over our kids, over our spouse. We want to tell them what to do. (laughs) Um, And in general, I think we want to have influence in the world as well. And we want to be able to make a difference. And a part of that, be able to do that correctly, or or well, I guess is a better way to say it, is that we want to have influence so that we know that our life matters, that it makes a difference that we're here, that we've made a contribution to the world that lasts and hopefully has a ripple effect that goes beyond just the immediate that we're creating in here uh, with the people around us. And that does not happen without influence and without leadership. That's right. Leadership is influence. Leadership is influence. So um, let's start with one part of leadership that I think is really important and that leadership does not mean telling people what to do. Definitely not. That's a mistake, right? A lot yeah. of a lot of people, in, in fact, newer, um, let, let's talk business, newer in a management team, newer supervisors, newer management, I've seen where they believe now that they're a supervisor or in charge of people, that their job is to tell people what to do. And uh, I learned in, when I was younger that that's not how it works. No, that is not how it works. <laughs> it is all about leading by example. That it, And it says it, leading, leader, by mm. example. That's yeah. the key. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of ways to lead, a lot of ways to have influence, but telling people what to do usually doesn't work very good at mm-hmm. all, and it only works if you're in a position of authority, and that's called positional leadership. And if you're not in that position, and if nobody is following you, that means that whatever you were doing, if you had the position before, didn't translate to anything outside that position. You're mm-hmm. locked into just positional authority. And that can be true not just in the workplace as well, because we can have a type of positional authority over our kids. Mm -hmm. And when they're really little, we need to have that positional authority and we need to exercise that because they're very young and inexperienced. And when we have small, you know, toddlers or grade schoolers, because I said so is a perfectly (laughs) good answer. (laughs) But as as the kids get older, that's not going to work. And, and true leadership is not by position. It's by relationship. And true leadership, your followers want to follow. And mm-hmm. that's a key difference mm-hmm. because you really can't make anyone do anything. And right. if they don't want to do anything, they won't. Right. And yeah. we'll find ourselves not leading. Absolutely. We can't demand respect and we can't demand for people to follow us. And as you stated earlier, that there are certain positions where it, it is a position or a job title that we do tell people what to do. But I don't believe you'll be successful, even though you have that authority, if you don't do it the right way, if you're not leading by example, because you do want people to follow you. And being a dictator doesn't last very long. Productivity goes down, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that kind of that kind of leadership uh, usually just creates resistance, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. people were trying to tell them, you know, do this, do that, and they're like, oh, I don't, I don't think I'm going to do that. Right. You right. know. So if you're in a position where you're the positional leader, and the people you're leading are just doing the minimum. Mm-hmm maybe a change in leadership style would help. <laughs> yeah, and leadership style, that's good. I thought you would say a change in leadership. I was going to go, yeah. <laughs> but changing your leadership style is the first, right? If you want to keep that position, change your style. Get, take, some, take some courses, work with the coach. Yep. So leadership can look a lot of different ways, and it translates to just having influence. But one style of leadership is creating a vision of the future and inviting people to help you create that. Mm, that's good. And if they want to create that vision of the future also, then they're, they're all in. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I like that. I like, I like this vision you've spelled out for me. I like what you're, where you're going here. I want to go there too. Let's see how we can work together to get there. Yeah. 
working together to get there is key also, right? Because you want their input. Yeah. So e- even though you cut, you have an idea, a lot of times what I've done is um, present an idea with a question where I get enough feedback where we've all created the idea, right? Yeah. Yeah, co-creating is, is a great way to lead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I wanted to start out here just talking about, there's this uh, concept here from John Maxwell, who's kind of an expert on leadership. And he has this thing called the five levels of leadership that he teaches uh, in a lot of his leadership stuff. And the first one is positional leadership. You're in that position. And so because you're in the position, people are pretty much obligated to follow. But if you're not in that position, they wouldn't be obligated to follow. They're following just because you're in the position and no other reason. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, that really isn't leadership. And it kind of, it's kind of similar to a statement I've heard in the past where we, we're all overmanaged and underled. <laughs> and positional leadership really is more like management and not so much like leadership. Mm-hmm. The second one is permission leadership, and that's based on relationship. They, they want to follow because they trust who you are, they like who you are, they like where you're going, um, and it's based on a relationship. It's invitational. I'd like, to, I'd like us to go here. I'd like to do this. I'd like our family to look like this, or I'd like our family to, to go to Disneyland, you know, or, or whatever it is we're trying to lead in, and, and we like it, we, so we paint this vision, and then we ask, you know, we invite. Mm-hmm. Would you like to create this also? Would you like this? And then if people do, then, then people work together, mm-hmm. and that's influencing. That's leadership. Nice. And that's a, that's a really good first step to go from that positional leadership to permission. Mm-hmm. And for your parents out there, that is a big transition that needs to take place as your kids get older. Mm. Telling your high school, you need to do that because I said so, really yeah. isn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It certainly wouldn't work on any of my teenagers. Right. <laughs> it literally, huh? I mean, once they get, say, 12, 12 years older, so after that it changes. Like, what yeah. do you mean because you, you said so? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it, and it changes in different ways. There's, mm-hmm. there's kind of this transition. So as, as they get into, you know, late grade school, middle school, and they're starting to ask why, and they're starting to really check things out, and you say, because I said so, and they might still do it, but they're wondering, you know, what's really going on here, and, right. you know, why, why is it just because you said so, and how come you're not telling me why, and, mm-hmm. and so forth. But when they, when they finally get into high school, especially late high school, you know, because I said so, they're, they're going to like, so, <laughs> yeah. so, so and it's, I'm not doing yeah. that. You know, and, and at some point, um, and especially I think with kids, I've learned that they do need to know, you know, when, when they're young, it's like, just, I'm, I'm not going to explain it all to you. Just do it. Cause I said, so it's fine. But as they get older, they may really need to know the reason and you, and we should have a good reason for yes. it. And then when they hear it, they probably go, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, and it's beyond just leading your kids, but it's also instilling a moral base in kids mm-hmm. in explaining why, the reason why, why do we, you know, behave this way here and why do we behave this way here? Mm-hmm. And, and having that understanding of the reason why helps, helps kids understand the principles behind it mm-hmm. and not just, I need to behave this way right now, just for the moment. And then I get another similar situation, and, and the kid might not realize that they're the same. But if they have those principles, they go, oh, this principle applies here, and it applies over here, and applies over here. Mm-hmm. And, and now they have this, this moral base, this set of principles, mm-hmm. and, and now you've trained them up in the way that they should go. There you go. Yeah. So the second level of leadership, second, I guess we're up to th- the third one now. Third level of leadership is production. Mm-hmm. And so this is a leader who leads by permission, by relationship, and they have a track record. Mm. And now people want to follow, not just because of that invitation and that relationship, but they also say, this guy gets things done. I want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And so in this point, the, the leader is, is leading in, in a good way and, and really inviting people to follow along and is doing well. Right. And, and he's gained the respect, right? I think yeah. the, this portion that he's talking about um john maxwell right you're still talking yes. about john maxwell's mm-hmm. book is that, that by that point he's great the person the manager has gained the respect and people want to follow him and uh that's that's exactly where the leading by example gets you to yeah yeah leading by example and then also it's it's also about the results you mm-hmm. know and, mm-hmm. and in in your division at work or whatever it is you know mm-hmm. getting things done you know saying hey mm-hmm. you know we're going to make a plan for a family vacation and making the family vacation or you know, we're going to work on this project and we get the project done. And we have this reputation now of, right. of taking on, you know, 
difficult work and achieving great results. Right. You've gained the trust and you've gained the respect. Yep. <laughs> we will be right back after this break. Do you want your kids to listen to you more? Bosses, do you want your employees to be more engaged? Salespeople, do you want your customers to be more inclined to say yes? I'm Rena Bonicio from the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Let's explore some simple changes you can make to get the responses you want from people. Schedule your free discovery session with me at theimpacthour.com. Making some simple changes in yourself can make a dramatic difference in your relationships. Schedule your free discovery session at theimpacthour.com. Some assembly required. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. More fun than visiting the in-laws. Hey, welcome back. We've been talking today about leadership. And just before the break, we've been talking about the five levels of leadership that John Maxwell shares with folks. And we were just talking about level three, the, the production uh, level, level three, and that's where the leader leads by permission through relationships, mm-hmm. and they also have a track record. They have, they have results, and they, they have some experience being the leader, and, and people want to be a part of great things, and they know that if they follow this person, they'll be a part of something that, that gets things done mm-hmm. and will be a part of something amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Level four is a people developer. And this kind of le- leader, really, most leaders would aspire to level four. And because level five really is, is almost something you can't really plan on happening. Uh, but just about everybody can get to level four. But very few leaders actually get to level four. And level four is a leader who develops other people. Mm. And they develop other leaders. Good stuff. And so if you're with a level four leader, that would mean that they get things done. They lead by invitation and by permission, and they also develop other leaders based on what they've learned being a leader. And so if you follow a person like that, you can expect that you'll grow as a person. You won't just do work. You'll actually change as a person following a leader like that. Mm -hmm. And most people want to be with a leader like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, if, if if you're helping people to grow, um, they're definitely going to want to follow you. I have, I have an example of that, you know, we're talking about production. I used to be a production manager for a large manufacturing company. And, um, I think I was, I was getting to the top of those levels. I'm feeling pretty good while you're reading that. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, um, uh, uh, talking to certain people in the area where I felt like they could be leaders and I'd ask them, are you interested in being a lead? And, uh, one of them, I remember said, no, I, I don't even, I'm not, I don't even want to be a lead. I just want to do my job every day. And within a year of coaching him and working with him, he came to me and he said, hey, I think I do want to be a lead. Mm. And, and I got him to that level. So it was nice because he, I brought it, I helped him bring it out of him. He, it was him, but I helped him bring it right. out and understand that he had those skills. So it was good. Nice. Nice. The fifth one is kind of at the pinnacle. This is level five. So a level five leader is an extraordinary kind of leader. And now they're not just leading their department. They're influencing other leaders in the company, mm. and that might even start leading people inside other companies because of their influence on the industry. Mm-hmm. And so we're thinking of somebody like a Warren Buffett, you know, or, or maybe a, a Bill Gates or somebody who they're a leader, but they're also influencing a whole industry. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so they're still leading by permission. They're still leading relationally. Uh, but they have such, such integrity. The, the kind of person that they are is so attractive and people want to be a part of that, and they want it to be around that person, that they start leading other folks as well. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, they kind of transcend their whole leadership. It becomes kind of this, this heightened sense of this, this leader is, oh, what's he going to say? And everybody stops, and ooh, let's pay attention. Let's write notes, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Success, right? The yeah. Success brings, brings that. Yep. So one of the things that really they kind of point out on these different levels of leadership is how important it is for the, the kind of person that the leader is. And so leadership is not something that you do, it's who you are. Mm. 
Ooh. So there's a saying out there that, that I think is totally false, but there's a kernel of truth to it. They say that leaders are born, not made. Mm. Now, I think that's not true. Leaders can be made, but the kernel of truth is it's not what you do, it's who you are. Mm -hmm. And so to become a leader, it's vitally important to work on yourself, mm -hmm. to work on the inner processes that's going on. What is your inner thought world like? You know, are you flying off the handle, getting upset when mm -hmm. things happen? Uh, there's a whole slew of things that we can, you know, bad habits that we can fall into mm -hmm. that speak to the kind of character that we have. Mm -hmm. And it's not that we're bad people. It's just, you know, if, if a leader has not worked on those things on themselves, they will struggle mightily to be a great leader. Yeah. Uh, you have to be open to learning yourself regularly, right? Because uh, just going, expanding on what you're saying, uh, money and power they say it, it, all it does is bring out who you are mm, more, right? right? So if you're a happy person and you get some power, you're going to still be happy and you're going to help other people be happy. But if you're miserable and you get some power, you're going to be miserable and you're going to make everybody miserable, right? Right. So, uh, yeah, you have to be open to understanding who you are and at that stage. Because I, I never say that somebody, this is who you are and that's who you are forever. I can say this is who you are right now. Right. So let's help you get to the next level and, and, and understand some of these things. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a key point. You're not stuck with where we're at right now. We can always work on ourselves. Mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've encountered a lot of folks who say, well, that's just the way I am. That's just who I am. Right. And I'm not going to change. And yeah. Actually, there's a whole lot about ourselves that we actually can change. Mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes yeah. those personality tests kind of kind of lock us in, too. They think, oh, that's the way I am. And that's not always true either. There's yeah. a lot of things that we, ways we can grow in, in things that we might think of as static, but mm -hmm. actually aren't. Right. So that gets into the, the stories that we tell ourselves or the stories that maybe somebody else tells us, like a poll, yeah. and we believe it and we stick to it. Um, I, I believe that those types of polls, I've taken many, and I think reading them, I've taken them and I've read them, I go, wow, that is exactly who I am. But it's who you are right there and then. Right. How do you expand? How do you grow? Yeah. That's what that's what we teach. That's part of our job as coaches is to help people grow and expand from where they're at. Now, even if you're in a good place, right, we, yeah. we can do better and we can learn new things. Yes. It's a never ending process. Mm -hmm. It certainly is for me. I've not I've not reached the end. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I can't say that there's an end to the process because I've not gotten there yet. But mm -hmm. my belief is that there's an, always an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. You know, while we're here on this earth, there's always going to be room for growth and improvement and changing who we are and improving in integrity and all of those things. Absolutely. So to kind of understand leadership, I thought it might be good to talk about what is bad leadership, because good leadership Ooh. is not that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's the opposite of that. Yes. Um, and so I, I kind of had a, a, a short list that I'd come up with, and then I also kind of dug in another book as well that has 20 different bad habits of mm. leaders. Mm -hmm. and, and these are a really good, good list uh, to be aware of. And as I was going through the list, uh, one of the things that was coming to mind is it's not that a leader is bad or is good. Mm. That's kind of a judgment statement. It's, it's a person who is in a position of leadership or is trying to influence and be a leader might have some habits that are not so helpful and might have some habits that are helpful. And it's not an all or nothing proposition. <laughs> it's not like the movies where the bad guy is evil all the way through and the good guy is good all the way through. We're always a mix. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we can always grow and improve. That's right. So, so bad forms of leadership would be manipulation. Oh, yes. I've seen a lot of manipulation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's even under the guise of trying to help, help the employees, you know, get excited and whatnot. And you start to look at it and like, man, that's a manipulation. <laughs> that's <laughs> So like, like one of the things I encountered was uh, I had a boss who would sit down and say, okay, you know, here, here's our, our product that we have and what kind of features should we put into it and what should the next version look like? And we, you know, brainstorm ideas and put ideas on the whiteboard and we write it down in some notes. And then when we got done, the boss would go and do what he wanted to do anyways. <laughs> wow. And, yeah. and he would say, this is to, so we can get people's buy-in, so they can get excited about the mm. next thing. But he wasn't really interested in hearing what we had to share. Yeah. And yeah. so it was a manipulation. Yeah. He absolutely. just wanted to man manipulate this buy-in and not mm -hmm. actually listen to, yeah. to what people had and get their perspective. You know, I had a, a manager, a new manager in the department that I worked at a very young age, um, this company I worked for. And she walked in. In the first meeting, she brought everybody in the team together. And her speech was, um, hey, I'm here to change things. 
And if you're not part of the solution, then you're part of the problem and you got to go. That was like the first thing Ouch. that we ever heard from this this new manager. <laughs> and we're all like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, you know, that, that didn't work out well. It, it really didn't. I mean, everybody just had this instant fear of her and mm. don't like her and just stay away from her type thing. It wasn't inviting at all. I right. think she completely made a mistake there. Yeah. Yeah. So that leads into the next thing. Bad form of leadership is being judgmental mm. and just assessing people and saying, oh, this, this person's good or this person's bad or, or whatever, just assessing oh, this is good or this is bad and, and not really listening to people, but just coming in with judgment. You know, a judgmental manager will, will produce a response just like you described, mm-hmm. you know, where people don't want to get near her. And like, <laughs> oh, man, you know, what, what is she going to think? And, yeah. you know, maybe I better stay away. And, you know, it creates uh, division in the group where you don't have a free flowing of ideas and it breaks down trust. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and judgment produces resistance. So even like if we're talking about leadership in general, this doesn't have to just be in companies, but we can have leadership in families. And if mm-hmm. a parent is all, you know, what's, what's wrong with you? Why didn't you take out the trash? Or, you know, what, you know, kind of approaching a kid like that, that's, mm-hmm. that's a judgmental approach. Yeah. And now the kid's going to resist. Mm-hmm. They're also going to go like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> right? They might. You're, you're planting seeds in them. What's wrong with you? Why didn't you do that? They're going to go, what, something's wrong with me? I didn't even think something was yeah, wrong with me. Yeah, you might get we, both. Yeah, we got to be yeah. careful what we say to our kids, especially. Very careful. Yeah, and, and judgment can be positive, too, and sometimes even a, a positive judgment where this is good, you're doing good, you're a, you're a good kid or you're a whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that can backfire as well. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I was growing up, I had... You know, my family, I was told, John, it's a good thing you're smart. I guess that means you belong to the family. <laughs> and, and that sounds like a fun compliment, and it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But then subconsciously I'm going, wait, what if I'm not smart? Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. I better try to be smart, right? I better try to be smart. I better, I better appear to be smart, right. even if I'm confused right now. I better appear like I know what I'm, what I'm doing and I've got it all together. Yeah. So, yeah. You became a yes man. I agree. Yeah. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Other forms of bad leadership is flying off the handle, just reacting and getting angry and responding in that anger, um, assuming your opinion is the only way to look at things Ooh. and not listening to other people or being open to other options, mm-hmm. um, treating people like objects. Ooh. Yeah. That happens a lot in the workplace. Yeah. Yeah. You got an employee number, your, your number, you know, six, nine, seven, eight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, uh, let's see, I think that's, that's pretty good. And then we have, we have the list from that book. And I wanted to dive into these in much more detail as we go through here. And the big idea about these, these habits, this list of bad leadership styles, is not to blame people and go, oh, look what a bad manager that is or a bad leader that person is, mm-hmm. but to look where we do these things ourselves. Oh, yeah. And to, and to not, you know, be judgmental of ourselves either. Don't beat ourselves up and go, oh, you know, I'm terrible. That's not what this is for. Right. This is to, to look at it and go, okay, so where, where do I do this and where do I do this other one over here? And then evaluate and see if we can change that. Mm-hmm. That's what this is all about, That's rather good. than beating people up. Looking at self, right? You know, yeah. there's something that I always say uh, when I hear people being judgmental, or if I find myself being judgmental, even just thinking judgmentally, is that what we see in others exists in us. Uh-huh. And I can usually find it in me. When I see something and I become really judgmental about it and I'll think about it and I'll go, you know what? I do that in this way, a little bit differently, but I do that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've, I've heard that years ago and I say that. I go, yeah, what, what, what you see in others exists in you. So be careful what you're judging. <laughs> yeah. And that's good to take note of. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's often what we notice in others. Probably the other person has all kinds of behaviors and things that they're doing and you know 10 of those things don't bother us at all we don't hardly even notice it mm-hmm. but the one thing that's in us we just draws our attention like oh man that's so horrible why are they doing that and that's and we yep. recognize it because it is in us it's a ding 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 that's it yep. number one answer yep yeah 100 yeah and and if we were to look at it you know we'd be as judgmental of ourselves as we are of them right so we'd be beating ourselves up yeah you know and, and talking about leadership and being a good leader being a good example that that's part of it is to understand that to be yeah. able before we open our mouth and go why this or why didn't you do that or how come you act like this is to look at it first and go because mm. it's, it's hard to point your finger at somebody if you know it's part of you too right so yeah then more it's a discussion of well you know when i act like that or when i make that mistake this is what i do 
right? Yes. Then you're offering a service instead of hammering somebody. Yeah, or, or come up and say, you know, hey, you know, I noticed this thing, and usually you're better than this. And yeah. Just what's going on? Yeah. And just come from a, a place of, of compassion and concern mm -hmm. for the person. Absolutely. Rather than this has to be fixed right now. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you do? Yeah. So the list, there's 20 items, uh, and we'll see how far we get in this list here today. But uh, the first one in the list is a habit of winning too much. Winning That's what it's much. labeled, and it means win at all costs. Mm. Win when it matters, win when it doesn't matter, and people around are always feeling like there's a competition going on, and you know, you, you go take a lunch break, and they get there first, and ah, oh, I got here first, <laughs> and you know, it's winning at all costs. Yeah. And, and that creates a... A loss. Uh, yeah, it does. It creates the it, loss. It creates yeah. a feeling of loss in others, and, and yeah. it creates a, a kind of a distance. It's like, can't we just be together? And, but instead, yeah. there's got to be this, this win-lose, this competition that's always going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And competition can be a good thing. Yeah. But this is taking it to an extreme where yeah. it's not just being applied where it's helpful, but it's being applied where it's unhelpful as well. <laughs> You know, uh, quick story. I had a friend that I worked with when I was a lot younger, too, and uh, he was very much competitive like that. Uh, if I would tell him something that was going on in the company, he'd say, oh, yeah, I already know that. Mm. And then something else, oh, I already knew that. Right. I already knew that. He wanted, like, he knew everything right. first. So one day I just made a story up. <laughs> <laughs> I made a story. And, and, you know, I was a young guy. I probably shouldn't have done it. But there was like three or four of us there. And I made up this crazy story. And he said, I already knew that. And I said, no, I just made that up. <laughs> cool. We'll be right back. This job, having two hands won't cut it, which is why I thank the stars I have a third. Granger. When my two hands are full, I fully rely on Granger. They're America's number one source for industrial grade supplies. So, whether I'm fixing a furnace or fastening a faucet, Granger hands me what I need when I need it, which makes me a pretty lucky guy. Because when it comes to needing an extra hand, Granger's got your back. Call or click Granger.com to see for yourself. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Your love of your RV drove you to the Grand Canyon. And your love of the Grand Canyon drove you to the gift shop, where you overdid it just a little. Guess who's getting an I Heart the Grand Canyon t-shirt for their birthday? Everyone. For their next six birthdays. Luckily, your love of your RV also drove you to protect it with Progressive RV Insurance, while wearing your new favorite shirt. Visit Progressive.com to cover the things you love. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Anyone... Need a shirt. Are you tired of feeling sick and tired? Are you constantly limited by your health and you want to get a more natural solution? My name is Dr. Tim Smith, and I help families change the way they view and manage their health at New Life Chiropractic every single day, getting natural solutions for common health care issues. If you want to learn more about how you can start changing your life for the better, visit our office at newlifechiropracticrockland.com or call 916 916- 259-2682 and start changing the health of your family today. This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105. Get total freedom in your life safely and quickly. Build wealth and passive income so you never worry about working till you drop, losing your job, or retiring in poverty. Hi, I'm Steve Davis, an investor in thousands of units over the years. Now it's your turn. Del Wamsey has been my mentor for nearly 25 years, and he's taught over 100,000 people just like you the principles of financial freedom through live one-on-one -on -one mentoring at Lifestyles Unlimited and his national radio show. I'm excited to tell you about the real estate workshop that changed my life. 
The workshop gets you on the inside of what we do and what we believe and unlocks the five ways we make money in real estate. Just like your personal trainer, Lifestyles Unlimited will motivate, encourage, and teach you so you can get in the best financial shape of your life. Call 866-971-8970 or go to fivewayswemakemoney.com. That's fivewayswemakemoney.com to register for the workshop that will change your life and let you stop worrying about working till you drop, losing your job, or retiring in poverty. City Nights and Bites comes to you every Tuesday from 10 to noon with hosts Queen Eileen and celebrity chef Keith Breedlove, keeping you informed on anything and everything that is Sacramento with restaurant reviews, concert information, sports updates, and more. Queen Eileen and Keith are bringing the sizzle to Sacramento. Send in your upcoming event and see if you get featured on Sacramento's favorite show, City Nights and Bites, Tuesdays from 10 to noon. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Parents, do you want your kids to listen to you more? Bosses, do you want your employees to be more engaged? Salespeople, do you want your customers to be more inclined to say yes? I'm Rena Bonicio from the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Let's explore some simple changes you can make to get the responses you want from people. Schedule your free discovery session with me at theimpacthour.com. Making some simple changes in yourself can make a dramatic difference in your relationships. Schedule your free discovery session at theimpacthour.com. Some assembly required. Live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Hey, welcome back. Today we've been talking about leadership. And today, if you're struggling having influence over someone in your life, maybe your kids or spouse or someone else, and you would like to have more influence over that person and have more leadership, you could call the show today and we'll give some suggestions and some tips on how to increase your influence with that person. And you can call at 866-576-1055. Again, that is 866-576-1055. So we've been going over this list here, these 20 habits that leaders can have, and that can be us as well. All of us can have these habits. And these habits get in the way of our leadership and the way of our influence. Uh, whether in a position of leadership or not. And this list comes from a book called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Mm. It's a really good book. I recommend it. And so we've talked a little bit about winning too much. And the second one here is adding too much value is what he calls it. And that's basically giving advice anywhere and everywhere, whether anyone asked for it or not. (laughs) And I know I've done that. Adding too much value, I like that. And it's, uh, you know, you want it, you want to be helpful, you want to share, you, you see something, and hey, I got a solution for you for this thing, and I'd like just to give you some advice. And uh, the truth is that people feel like you just kind of, I don't know, just spewed advice all over them, you know, yeah. and now they need to feel like they need to take a shower afterwards, you know. <laughs> too, much, too much unwanted advice, or yeah. unasked for advice. Right? So, so one simple thing to to get out of that habit is just to ask. Hey, I, have, I haven't not thought about that. Is that something you're interested in hearing? Yeah. And they can go, no, I'm, I'm good right now, or oh, right. sure. Yeah. And then they give permission. Just <laughs> ask permission first. There you go. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know the most of this stuff, as we've been talking, you, you bring up family, and then I'll start talking about business. But I'm going to do the opposite here. Okay. Uh, you know, because uh, like with spouse, with mm. wife or husband, um, you know, when they're talking to you and yeah. you start giving advice, oh yeah, a lot of times they they don't want the advice. They just right. want listen to what I have to say. Yes, <laughs> don't yeah. tell me what to do. Just listen to me. Yeah. Now, now in the marriage, men will process things differently than women. Yes. And it's not always true, but very common. Mm-hmm. The man wants to fix things. <laughs> yeah. It's like you've just come to me with the problem. Why have you come to me with the problem if you don't want me to fix it? Mm-hmm. That's the man's perspective, right? <laughs> right. And, and the woman's perspective is I have this problem and I can solve it myself, but I just need to process it. Right. I need to think about what's going on and you talk it through. I need to share my emotions and what's going on. And I get it all out there and you can listen and then I'm good. 
That's it. And, and that's what a woman wants. A woman, yes. not always, but often, doesn't want the problem solved. They want to build a process so they can solve it themselves. Mm -hmm. And then you get those two together and watch out. And then you get a dirty look like, <laughs> yeah. you better be quiet right yeah. now. <laughs> that's the <laughs> nicest way I can say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so for you guys, there's a video out there. I think it's on YouTube. I don't know. It might be somewhere else. But I think it's on YouTube. And uh, you might have seen it. But if not, I'd recommend taking a look at it just to get a perspective. There's a, there's a woman, she's got a nail sticking out of her head, out of her <laughs> forehead. And, and she's saying, man, I've got these headaches and it just, it just doesn't feel right. And I don't know if I can think clearly. And the guy in the video is like, oh, I know what's going on. You've got a nail. It's like, no, I don't want you to fix it. Just listen. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that, man. It's hilarious. It's the, that's a great, uh, if you call it a commercial, because um, they don't show the nail at first, right? And uh, she's right. talking, and he's trying to say something. Then all of a sudden, they show this nail sticking out of her head. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> so it's good to, to look and to see, is this a problem? The person really will figure it out on their own anyways. Mm -hmm. They really don't need advice in the moment. Yeah. And really don't need to comment on everything. But if you feel like there's something helpful, get permission first. Good stuff. Next one is passing judgment. We talked about this earlier. Uh, but it's going around rating other people and imposing our values on them and, oh, you should do this and you should do that and, you know, shooting on everybody, <laughs> as, the, uh, as the phrase goes. Yeah. Um, and, and other people have different ways of going about their life and they don't have to conform to our values, our way of looking at things, and we don't need to pass judgment on them. It just mm -hmm. can be just different. Yeah. Destructive comments is number four here, which includes sarcasm and cutting remarks. Mm -hmm. And I, I've encountered some people, that's just kind of their MO, is always looking for their sarcastic remark or the, the cutting remark. Oftentimes they're trying to be funny. Mm -hmm. But uh, that kind of humor, in my opinion, is not so good. Right. It's, yeah. uh, it's really kind of a, a negative, depressing kind of experience around that person. And uh, it doesn't create certain creative, uplifting kind of vibes around them at all. Yeah. Uh, instead, it's like, ooh, yuck. You know, it could, it could be stifling, too, because if you are in a position of leadership and you always jab people like that nobody wants to give their advice or their ideas they don't want to talk because they know you're just going to jab them regardless if it's a good or a bad idea you're going to get jabbed yeah yeah so the um one of the things especially in corporate settings or even like in a nonprofit, the manager the the leader ideally would get everybody's best work out of them mm -hmm. and that means that they should be in a creative space where they feel free and they're in a resourceful space and they're free to share their ideas without being a fearful of uh, retribution or just being shut down or anything like that. And, and they can just share. And even if the idea is not great, people can look at it and go, oh, that's kind of interesting. What's good about it? You know, what other ideas does that spark? You know, how do we work with this? Is this something that's helpful? You know, and it kind of encourages more of that where you can mm -hmm. get more and more of, of a solution rather than just shutting down anything that doesn't conform to the leader's way of looking at things. Yeah. You know something that we, we didn't mention, and I'm not sure if it's on your list, but also um, when you have a larger management team, I've, I've seen also that the top manager really does have an influence on the whole management team. Mm. And if you see that whoever, if you put a structure to it, say the GM versus the plant supervisor or manager, and you kind of go down the line, there's a middle management. However that top leader is, will usually be the majority of the the way people think in the management team. And it might be because he hires those type of people based on his personality or her personality. Mm -hmm. But uh, you can always tell the type of top leadership there is by the middle management. You really can. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard it said everything rises and falls on yeah. that top leader. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've experienced too where you can have some pockets, you know, in the company mm. where generally the company's this way, but we got a pocket over here that's a little different. Yeah. Yep, and that, and that can too. happen too. But generally that the top manager, the top leader really mm. influences the whole culture. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Next one here is starting with no but or however. And uh, this is one our coaches have really hammered on, and it's it's a habit. Mm -hmm. It's uh, someone says something and you say no, and then you share your opinion. <laughs> and, and they're saying, you don't have to say that. You don't yeah. have to say no. You don't have to say but. Yeah. You could just say and. Right. And, and the person can share this, and yeah, that's, that's probably right. Mm -hmm. And also this other thing here too. Mm -hmm. and, and they don't have to feel like it's an either or. It's yeah. both, both ideas have, have been shared and 
don't have to start with no. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the uh, the best managers that I've ever worked for understood that concept. And there, we were on a leadership team of about 10 people. And he went through and he was asking, okay, I, I, we need to get this problem solved. How should we do it? And he let every single manager in the room speak. And he sat back and he listened. And he said, he goes, based on everybody's input, I've decided to do this. So he cleared, he, he included everybody, right? He didn't say the and or the but, but right. I'm going to do this. He said, I've decided based on your input to go with this route. Nice. It was good, yeah. Yeah, we need to go to a break. We will be right back. Parents, do you want your kids to listen to you more? Bosses, do you want your employees to be more engaged? Salespeople, do you want your customers to be more inclined to say yes? I'm Rena Bonicio from the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Let's explore some simple changes you can make to get the responses you want from people. Schedule your free discovery session with me at theimpacthour.com. Making some simple changes in yourself can make a dramatic difference in your relationships. Schedule your free discovery session at theimpacthour.com. Some assembly required. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives, and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Hey, welcome back. We've been talking about leadership. And just before the break, we were talking about habits that we may have that would negatively uh, impact our leadership ability. And this is true not just in the workplace. If uh, you're not in a position of leadership, you don't need to say, oh, this doesn't mean me. This is pretty much everybody. Everybody wants to have influence. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just with a friend and you want to influence which movie you want to see, that's still influence. (laughs) And uh, and how we show up is vitally important to our ability to navigate the world, to have a better experience of life, to have more influence, and to feel happier. Uh, These things matter to everyone. And we were, just before the break, we were talking about, you know, one of the habits is starting with no, but, or however. And that applies to parents and families as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it can really negatively influence the reaction or the response to the other person. If they say something and the response is no, and then they say whatever they're going to say or but or whatever, the person might just feel invalidated or discounted. Mm-hmm. And now they're gonna fight even harder for what they just said. Because mm-hmm. now they gotta prove that, that what they said is, is valid and it's useful and you know, they're not gonna back down on that. Right. And now we, cry, and now we have these, these kind of conflicting relationships, this conflict style in the relationship, this arguing back and forth. All could be just because a person said no first or but first. Oh, well, yeah. 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 I was, uh, I, I do a lot of trainings and I go out and do these, these week long classes. And I was auditing a class by one of the other instructors. And it really struck me how, you know, as an instructor, I could really influence the students' experience in the class mm-hmm. with this type of thing as well. Nice. And, uh, and, and unfortunately, the other instructor, he's usually very good. But uh, there was this case where a you know, student was really struggling with the concept and going, is it kind of like this? And he said no, and he said it's like this, and it was mostly what the student just said, <laughs> but just slightly different. Yeah. And it's just one small nuance different, mm-hmm. and really didn't need to say no. Right. Could have said, yeah, that's really close, and mm-hmm. there's just one nuance here that I think you need to get. Right. And that would be so much easier to take in, and yeah. you could see that the student kind of shut down. Exactly. And, you know, and they yeah. stopped asking questions so much. Right. You know. No, I, I, I've, that's exactly kind of what I was talking about earlier is it can stifle somebody. Um, you'll, you'll see in a classroom like that, in an environment like that, you'll see some of those front row students over the semester ending up in the back mm. because they don't, want to influ- they don't want to talk. They don't want to say anything because they're just going to get jabbed or they're going to say no and have the same answer. And you're going to go, I just said that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I got shut down, so I'm not going to say anything. Yep. So the next one is telling the world how smart we are. 
Ooh. And boy, is that one like me, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> it's good that you know. <laughs> uh, good that I know, and, and I'm working on it. There I've made go. a lot of progress and still still need to work on it. You know, a lot of these things, we, we get some mastery over it, but there's still more to be done. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when I grew up, I felt like I had to prove how smart it was. In a way, it was proving my worth. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't smart, I was worthless. And if I was smart, then I was valuable and, and worth, worthy and worth had worth. Yes. And uh, that it got down into my subconscious where I wouldn't even think about what was going on. It was just I would just respond and just react mm-hmm. to what was going on. And, you know, little things I would do to kind of, you know, show people how smart I am. And mm-hmm. and that stuff is off putting. Yeah. Well, you know, what is that? These people say that when you're sitting with somebody, when especially if we're coaching somebody one-on-one, um, that the most important thing to do is to listen. Mm. Whereas so many people are, while the person's talking, they're thinking about how to respond. They're not right. even paying attention to what's going on right. because they want to appear to know the answer. But the answer will come just by listening to what's going on there. Yeah. So the question for you listeners out there, as you interact with people, do they get the idea that you're the rock star or... When they interact with you, do they get the idea that they're a rock star? Oh, that's nice. That that's second good. one is far more helpful. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah. So the seventh one here, it looks like we're probably not going to finish the list today, but uh, you can read the book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There for the rest of it, um, is Speaking When Angry. Ooh. And that can, there's a whole lot involved in that. And a lot of times it's unconscious. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just a reaction. We get angry. We're reacting to it. And this is everybody on the planet pretty much. Right. At one point or another, we all have these trigger points or these push buttons where if somebody says something just the wrong way or says the wrong kind of words and it brings up something from from our past, something in childhood where we were told we were worthless or whatever. Some association, right? Some association. And, and now we're reacting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're reacting in our anger. And, but sometimes this can even get to be kind of a form of manipulation mm-hmm. where we react out of anger. The person we're interacting with kind of, you know, steps back and says, okay, you know, whatever, I'll do it or whatever. And then the anger becomes a form of manipulation mm-hmm. to get what we want. Because then, we know how they'll react. We know how to get yeah. them to accept what we want. Ooh, that's deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it becomes a management tool for some folks. Right. And that certainly isn't going to create that sort of resourceful state in our employees where they're giving their best work. Mm-hmm. Now they're just working out of fear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and their productivity will go way down. Mm-hmm. You know, it all, it all, all these subjects that we've talked about, it really does go back to self-awareness, right? It does. Understanding who you are, why you are, and stopping and taking a breath before you respond to anything. Make yeah. sure you're responding the right way. Yeah, and, and for me, sometimes it has to be, you know, I'm not going to respond right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it was, it was technology. There, there's a lot of negative about the technology right now, but so many people are texting and messaging. That's actually good because how many times have you like started to text and go, wait a minute, I'm going to delete that. I'm going to start over. Yeah. And you, you, you know, you, you, your, your first reaction is like, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just like the in-person thing, maybe it's good to come back tomorrow and yeah. respond rather than yeah. right in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, and realize a lot of times, you know, when we're in the middle of this, when we're acting out of anger or whatever, we might not even realize that it's it's our our stuff that's coming up mm-hmm. because it looks like it's the other person. Right. And and I know I had a, a a thing that happened with my wife just a couple of weeks ago, and she said something, and it just the way I interpreted it, it was just this certain way, mm-hmm. and I was triggered and upset, and I was trying to manage myself and all that. Right. But it took me, I think, another week before I realized that. There was another way to hear what she said rather than mm. the way that I interpreted it. Yeah. And, and it took me that long to realize that it was me and my filters and mm. not her. So you came home with flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we got a chance to talk about it. That's it was good. good. It was very eye-opening. So that, that's it was very, good. very helpful. Yeah. Yes. I had a, uh, somebody who was helping me with the project, and um, I hired this person, and I wasn't liking the way that they were getting things done for me and this is something else that happens i started to expect this person to send me the wrong stuff and Mm. to not i expected her not to understand what i was trying to have her do and uh so what happened one time was i got an email and i opened it and i read like the first two lines and just immediately expected it to be the opposite of what i was asking for and i responded without even reading the whole email Mm. and i was angry and i was upset and i just like wrote this email back and then 
she responded and said, did you even read the email? <laughs> and then I said, oh, oh, and I read it and I felt, I felt terrible. And I mm. just, I am so sorry. I, I didn't read the email, but yeah, that initial response. And if we're expecting the wrong thing, yeah, that's, that's what we're going to get. Right. Like you said, you could have interpreted it something a different way. Right. That's exactly what I did. I interpreted it the way I expected it to be. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's a deep, uh, a lot of nuance to that mm. because we can get into a place where we call being in the box. Mm-hmm. And that's where our, our view of reality is distorted, kind of like you were expecting her to respond a certain way and, and to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. And when we're in the box, we can get to where our need for self-justification is so strong, we'll actually provoke the person into mm. doing what we don't want yeah. so we can justify how we're treating them. Mm. Wow. Deep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We, cre- we create our environment, yeah. right? We create... Our, our world we certainly us. have a huge influence over it, yes. for sure, yes. Mm-hmm. So the next one is negativity. This is probably the last one we can get to today, and it's uh, just all this negativity. An example is, well, let me explain to you why that won't work. And mm-hmm. it's just, oh, that won't work, and oh, you don't understand. Here's all the problems, mm-hmm. and here's, here's why that won't work, and you, know, you can't try that. We tried that before, and, and all of that. And it's all focusing on the problem and being stuck just focusing on the problem and not being able to look at some possible solutions to it. Right, and we do that in business and in life, don't we? Oh yeah. Right, it goes back to the story that we tell ourselves. I can't do this for this reason, I can't do it for that reason. Yes. Let's look at some reasons why we can. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and realize that there's a ton of options out there. Yeah. Usually we get into this, you know, it's this or that. Mm-hmm. And since it can't be this, it must be that. So now I'm stuck with that. Right. Yeah, but there's so many more possibilities out there. Mm-hmm. And if we can just get into, a, take a step back, get into a more resourceful state and realize there's so many more options. Right. Maybe get a wider perspective on what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in this situation here, but maybe we can change that situation and then that problem we're dealing with goes away. Right. And we don't have to deal with that anymore. And so we don't even have to worry about the this or that anymore. We've mm-hmm. just looked at it from a, a kind of a higher perspective. Are you a coach? Sounds like you might coach that or something. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, John. Awesome. So we, we're just about to the end here. We go, we'll do one more thing. And the last one I'll share is withholding information. Ooh. Yes. And so I don't know if I've ever done that, but mm-hmm. uh, I've talked to people like, I, I'm not going to share that because, you know, I want to have power over, mm-hmm. over people. I, I've seen that. And I think that's a form of manipulation also. It right? is. Yes. You've been listening to the Impact Hour. Have an awesome day. Folks, Big Mountain Heating and Air and Solar can replace your old air conditioner for free with your purchase of a Big Mountain Solar Energy System for less than $20 a month out-of-pocket financing on the complete air conditioning solar package. Find out how without any traditional credit requirements by calling 378-4616 or go to BigMountainAir.com. Solar and air conditioning for less than $20 a month out-of-pocket. That's BigMountainAir.com. Oh yeah, the Project Grow Radio Show, a passionate millennial's perspective and advice on faith, marketing, leadership, and technology. In a world that's